looks like we're going to be able to squeeze it in. So good more. Good morning. That's how long of a day it's been. Good evening. Welcome. And thanks for tuning in to day number three. Uh, as I said earlier, I was going to send out a little text, which you should have received. Uh, and I'm doing so actually for three reasons. First of all, you know, as you know, we're doing this in conjunction with the Duff Yomi, which literally is a movement of people who study an entire two-sided page of Talmud every single day. Now, you have to understand, many of these people are professionals who have the same pressures of full-time jobs, families, and other obligations and stresses on their time as we do. So I figured if they could do it, we should also be studying actual pages of text along the way. Secondly, because I just want you to know that any of the ideas or wisdom that I have the privilege of sharing in the coming days, and I guess years, is not my wisdom, but wisdom that I've had the good fortune to learn, study, and come across over the years, and the privilege and opportunity and obligation to pass it forward. But third of all, and most important, I think, is so that we remember that the people of the book is not just an empty title, nor is it just a term used because we were blessed to receive this Torah, God's blueprint for life around Mount Sinai a little over 3,300 years ago, but because we continue to study that book and all the profound wisdom that continues to be learned and written from it to this very day. You see, Jewish texts belong to everyone. They are also your birthright, not just for 10 days, but for life. We all have access to it, the right responsibility, and I like to say the privilege to study it and apply it to our lives as we're doing this evening. Now, okay, don't get scared or unsubscribed. I know it's in Hebrew, and on this Torah crew, we are all very different. And by the way, I want you to remember that line. We're all very different. And we come from a variety of different levels of Jewish background, study, and especially Hebrew knowledge, but we're going to work through this together and get through it. What we're about to study is a really short but awesome piece that I was studying just eight days ago, and it had a major impact on the way I viewed situations, and in fact, on the way I approached one today very differently. The piece is from a sefer called Sidkos Atzadik, written by a very deep and prolific writer, Ripsodika Cohen, who lived from 1823 to 1900, primarily in Lublin, where the founding of Dafyomi began. And he is discussing the following idea. How is one supposed to look at a mitzvah, which we often translate as a commandment or see as an obligation? But Rav Tzadaka Cohen shares something astounding. Mitzvahu zuchus la'adam shetizdamein liyado. He says a mitzvah is not an obligation. It's a zuchus, a privilege that we're given the opportunity to perform. And in fact, that is why the Mishnah, part of our oral law, which he quotes and was written over 1800 years ago, goes on to explain the last three words of the first line, schar mitzvah mitzvah, that the reward for doing a mitzvah is another mitzvah. And of course, this only makes sense if a mitzvah is a privilege rather than an obligation, because if it's an obligation, then the reward for successfully fulfilling an obligation would be that you get another great one. That doesn't make sense. That's like, thank you, sir, may I have another? Or with friends like that, who needs enemies? So maybe a mitzvah really is not seen as an obligation, Mm -hmm. but maybe perhaps it's a privilege. Rav Tzadok quotes a sefer called Chovos Halavovos, Duties of the Heart, a book that describes how Judaism is not only about what we do, although that is of paramount importance, I can't stress that enough, but it is also about how we feel and think about things, which is of equal importance, and I can't stress that enough. And the Chovos Havovos says, which is on the end of the third third line, When God wants to go ahead and do something great for someone and send them a present, He makes a needy person show up at their doorstep. What? Wait. If, if Hashem wants to send me a present, why not send me a check or an all-expense-paid vacation or an amazing business deal I didn't see coming? But instead of having a person collecting charity is the greatest gift from God, 
Yep. Want to know why? Because the things that we get in life are not what really makes our lives great. They're simply the tools we use to mold a great, meaningful, rewarding, and fulfilling life. How does that happen? By God sending us purpose where we can help others and not simply focus on others helping us or our own needs. Hashem wants to do us a favor and therefore He says, I will present you with opportunities to do something that gives your life greater focus and meaning. And with that greater meaning will come greater fulfillment and joy, a type of joy that one can't appreciate until they live it. And I'm sure many of you have felt it. And therefore, even another place, the Talmud actually teaches that more than an ani, a person in need, needs an ashir, one with wealth. It's the asher, it's the wealthy one who needs the ani, the person in need, so that they could meaningfully be there to help them. So as I said earlier, one of the reasons we learn Torah is not because we have a specific question, but because as we learn it, it changes the way we view situations that arise and how we approach them and how we see Judaism. That a mitzvah is no longer seen as obligation, but opportunity. And that brings me back to what happened today. So today I was in my office busy with something and someone unexpected walked in. Now my response could have been, and sadly, to be honest, might have been, had I not read this earlier, to do what I or others might do and find a way to brush off the individual or quickly tend to their needs while also trying to get back to my plans for my life. But I stopped ever so briefly, remembered this teaching and said, thank you, Hashem, for sending me this unexpected present. And as we opened up in conversation, there was a lot that this individual had on her plate. And I had, I guess, the privilege of helping her unpack it and lighten her load. And I can tell you, it was the sweetest experience. And hopefully she felt that way as well. In fact, I'm actually sure she did. And you want to know why? So got to get ready for this killer line. Remember in the beginning, I said the words, everyone is so different. Well, somehow that idea happened to come up in our conversation. And as I said it, she heard it. And then polished it into a gem, looked at me and said, yep, that's true. Everyone is so different, but we all have one thing in common. We're all the same. <sighs> wow. Did Hashem truly send me a present today? Make sure when he wants to send you a present, you aren't too busy to accept it. Love to hear what your thoughts are on this. Lila Tov. Hope that you see the opportunity for many presents presenting themselves on your doorsteps in the coming days and you take the opportunity to unpack and appreciate them. And I look forward to seeing you all tomorrow. Have a great night, guys. Bye-bye.